0: So, you want to hear a few fun uh, invites, some invitations from myself?
1: Sure. What, what, what are we inviting?
0: Well, not just invited. You've been recommended. Apply today. An application with Surge Card. Use this simple trick to save on your electric bill. Did you know you could instantly reduce your electric bill by up to 90%, Connor?
1: Well, of course. All you have to do is unplug everything.
0: There's one brain nutrient that stops tinnitus. It's a hidden military project that fixes tinnitus and hearing. Wow, now I can go to all the concerts. Congratulations, Connor, you've been selected. You have one new wholesale shopper survey offer. (gasps) I've never even gone there. Get this backpack, Connor. Get this backpack. What backpack? Well, did you know that perfect blood sugar can be achieved in five seconds? Just do this. This is crazy. If you swallow this, it can help you. Yes, vegetable. That can make your arthritis worse.
1: What vegetable? Just vegetables in general?
0: Join now and get your bonus. Yeah, I think just in general. Uh, Doctors say it's like rocket fuel for your brain. These five foods kill your brain doctors stark warning
1: am i getting bonus rocket fuel
0: yeah no banking help needed banking shoppers claim your trial number there's this new device that lets you have internet connection anywhere
1: it's called a smartphone
0: i guess so speak almost any language in seconds not years you could speak 36 different languages
1: would you invent invite that fish from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy?
0: Gosh, that would be cool.
1: <laughs> Babblefish.
0: We have an important message for you. We've been trying to reach you. Please respond, Connor.
1: Eh, I don't feel like it.
0: Connor, these five-second hacks melt 58 pounds of raw fat. Strange liver hormone burns fat 20 hours a day.
1: I mean, just get a bucket of lard and throw it on a frying pan. You'll burn fat just as efficiently.
0: <laughs> um, you know, I got a Home Depot reward at no cost. I don't think I've shopped at Home Depot in like two years. Uh,
1: yeah, I can't remember the last time I was at a Home Depot.
0: That email also wasn't from Home Depot. But it said it was. It was a little tricky one. All right. Wait, we, we got one more email. One. This one. This one's the worst, man. I don't even know if I should read this on air. We might get fined for it. Oh, jeez. Is it one of those mail enhancement ones? No, it's even worse. It's it's from this podcast, actually.
1: Wait, podcasts? Send out spam email now?
0: It's 2021, man. Anything can happen. Gosh dang. It's from home-cooked small talk what have you have you heard of that no i haven't
1: it sounds terrible why would anyone want to listen to that
0: i don't know but the subject of the email says uh tune in for the intro what All all right i'm gonna click on it DJ Redbeard and DJ Moritz. We're hopping on the mic. Cause we're dumb and bored. I got the info. I got the takes. Join us for an hour. you better up wait. why you're doing your dishes. Welcome, welcome everybody, everybody for some home cooked small talk. I'm Morgan and my co-host here is I'm Connor. And welcome to some Home Cooked Small Talk. Now, we got a great episode for you this week. What are we gonna be doing in our appetizers, Connor?
1: Oh well, for the appetizers, we have some very scrum diddly 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 umptious things such as video game news and some catch up with your uh,
0: hosts. Your hosts?
1: Is that us? I I think it is. I hope it is. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like someone else is gonna be trampling all over me
0: yeah i was like i don't want my job taken this quickly i didn't even do anything yet um yeah. well that's why maybe <laughs> um and then for the main course connor we're gonna we're gonna talk about a show that you've recently watched uh oh yeah i know and in, in our new rapid fire questions segment this this time i'll be asking the questions that's right oh boy after that We're going to talk about some special fast food meals, and we're going to lead into our Taco Bell rankings. Yes, the moment all zero of you have been waiting for. We've made it. And then, Connor, what are we doing for our desserts today?
1: Well, for desserts, we have some news stories that we're going to bring to the table.
0: Sounds good to me. Let's get started, Connor. How was your week?
1: It's been kind of wild, wacky, and crazy. Uh, final projects are starting to get due for grad school, and, well, <laughs> let's just say most of them haven't been started yet.
0: Classic, as always. Oh, yeah.
1: I, uh, yeah, nothing really too crazy's happened to me, but it's just trying to balance work, social life, and school, and <laughs> I have two or three weeks left of school, and I don't know if I can get through it.
0: Yeah. He... It also um, threw a wrench in there. You got your Fauci ouchie the other day, didn't you?
1: Oh yeah, I got vaccinated yesterday, or er, sorry, two days ago now.
0: Woo! Congratulations, good sir.
1: Yeah, it was it was kind of a surreal experience, really.
0: <laughs> well, I'm happy. I'm happy you did it. I've also done it, so we're both in the clear now. Well, well, no, you you'll be in the clear in two weeks. I have made my two weeks now. But, yeah. yeah congratulations man uh what have you been playing this week <laughs> so
1: i brought my 3ds out of retirement and i bought pokemon crystal on the virtual console and i have exclusively been playing that
0: Ooh, my favorite pokemon game yeah you, you want to tell our audience a little bit about it
1: all right so pokemon crystal is a it's the third game in the uh, Gen 2. So Gen 2 was the games of gold and silver. And the tradition when it comes to Pokemon games is, generally speaking, they'll release one sequel game after they post two of the original games. And this will might come a year or two after the first two games. And this game will normally have a slightly modified storyline and improvements on top of what the first two games had. So, I'm not fully aware of the differences between, say, Silver and Crystal. Um, I do know that they revamped the storyline a little bit and that there's a storyline involving Suicune now, which is one of the three legendary dogs
0: it's really cool and you know one i think this might have the coolest name of any pokemon game i don't know that's definitely an opinion but it's flashy it's nice crystal um but um this is also a pretty iconic game for a few different reasons Connor. this is the first pokemon game there's been a lot of pokemon games now but oh, yeah. this is the first Pokemon game that let you choose a female avatar to play as. Very, very cool. Uh, it's also the first game to have like animations for the Pokemon in battle and everything. Uh, before, they were just static images that were just kind of there. Uh, the reason for this is um, this was the first, I think, Game Boy Color-exclusive Pokemon game, so it uh, had a little bit more... Uh, technology being able to throw into it and then it also uh, there's a big future uh feature in a lot of pokemon games uh in recent years called a battle battle tower that you kind of you kind of plow through it's yeah, a little bit challenging almost almost has some roguelike ca- um uh tendencies to it not not a ton but a few but this is actually the first pokemon game with a battle tower as well so I don't know, it there's a lot of really cool things about it. There's a lot of great Pokémon, a lot of nostalgia. This is the first game I played through completely. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you've been playing through it. Do you do you like it so far?
1: Uh, yeah. Um I do have a soft spot for all the older Pokémon games. Maybe not like first gen, but when it comes to 3rd and 2nd and 4th gen, I especially have a soft spot for them.
0: Yeah, man. They're so good. The the first ones I actually own and played through uh, was Sapphire. And then the first one that I was hyped enough to go to a release event for it was uh, Pokemon Pearl.
1: My first one was Diamond. And then... I was fortunate enough to be able to buy um, White and Heart Gold, or sorry, Soul Silver on the day they came out. Nice. I just so happened to be at the mall that day.
0: I never got a chance to really dive into those remakes, or, yeah, they're, I guess they'd be remakes. Um, even though I'm, I'm surprised I didn't, because those all the games that have been remade so far are arguably my favorites are are you debating picking up the um i forgot what the name of it is but the diamond and pearl uh remakes that are coming out this year
1: um the only thing that would really stop me from buying those because i do really like gen 4 i know a lot of people make fun of gen 4 for various reasons but i don't own a Switch.
0: Mm, that that would be a fair reason not to get it (laughs) but i'm excited for those uh i'm gonna wait on the reviews a little bit because i'm definitely getting that open world pokemon game that's coming out i think early next year so
1: that could be a console seller for me Yes, i'll have to wait and see i definitely i'm torn on the chibi style for the remakes
0: yeah it's It's definitely, uh, something different for them, but I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I like that. Well, I know this isn't technically Nintendo, but I do like that a lot of Nintendo properties, uh, have been experimenting with their art styles in recent years, um, in any way, shape or form they can. Kirby has been a huge, uh, huge one that's been doing it and Yoshi as well. I think it's kind of fun when they're willing to throw those around. And, heck, what am I saying? The Legend of Zelda, I mean, they just put out their um, remake. Uh, was that last year? It was completely different. So.
1: Yeah, they definitely like to play with their art styles when they do remakes, at least from what I can tell.
0: It's fun to an extent. I like that they're they're willing to get out of their comfort zone and switch it up a little bit. I'm sure some purists don't love that. They probably like it to look as close to the original as possible. But you can also, Nintendo is pretty decent at keeping those originals available. So it's not as big of a deal, I I think at least.
1: Yeah, I just kind of hope they'll expand the Virtual Console on the Switch to um, include more games. Like, I'd love to be able to play, say, my copies of the virtual pokemon games on there or being able to have the a virtual console version of say ruby sapphire and emerald on there
0: yeah yeah because they're i think they've been kind of copping out with using nintendo online to uh, suffice as their virtual console even though that leaves out so many different games um Hopefully they find a yeah. good balance going forward. They did just say, I think earlier this year or late last year, that we're only halfway through the Switch lifecycle, so there. I think there's plenty of time for them to figure it out.
1: Yeah, it'd be pretty cool to play DS games on the Switch because if you have it in, um. Oh, I just realized remembered how dock mode worked.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: I don't know how that worked then. Never mind.
0: Ah, it's okay. It's fun stuff, though. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're playing through Crystal for the first time, man. It's special. It's a fun game. I hope it holds up, because I haven't played it in, like, 20 years, even though it's sitting in my bedroom right now.
1: Yeah, it's a 21-year-old game, I think.
0: Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, I was looking online, and... I think HeartGold and Silver are 11 years old, and that makes me feel very, very old.
0: Yeah, geez, I remember when those came out.
1: Yeah, because I remember, well, I bought those on day one. Well, I bought SoulSilver. I never got HeartGold, and I remember walking around school with the Pokey Walker um, gadget they gave you with it. That was kind of like a
0: uh, step counter. True fashion. Yeah, I remember when those came out. yeah Yeah, i remember i took the
1: back off and put the belt clip on so i walked around with the thing on my belt
0: man i i shouldn't i shouldn't even be chuckling i used to have the uh the yu-gi-oh uh armband thing i can't can't believe i'm forgetting what it's called but uh you know like from the tv show like where you could have all the cards on it and everything I had one of those, and it was very fun. It was very hard to actually play like that, though. You mean the arm
1: thing that... um, Oh, I can't remember what it's called either. I never had one.
0: Yeah, I had one. I felt so cool, man. Yeah, it was cool. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, it it was really hard to play like that.
1: Yeah, I remember my buddy had two of them. And one time when I visited him we used that and oh my gosh that was so hard to play
0: yeah everything the balance
1: is so weird
0: on that Yeah, the balance is weird i think it was a little too tight to fit the cards in i like get it, it didn't they didn't like slide slide well um but yeah that was that was a trip that was a real um real classic for us but Yeah, you know, I've been, uh, my week's been pretty, pretty tame. Uh, I did some training for my new job, which was nice. Um, They remembered what my favorite ice cream was from the last time I worked there, and they saved the pint for me, which is very heartwarming. I felt so welcome. It's currently in my fridge. Granted, it was a sampler pint for our team, uh, which, you know, everyone had, like, It was like a it was a communal pint. It's so gross to describe it this way, but it was a communal pint that uh, people can like get like a little spoon and try of because it was something we are only selling in pints at the moment. So most people didn't have a chance to try it, you know, without uh, to describe it to customers. But um, but yeah, they saved it for me. It was very sweet. It was pretty much full. But that was the cream puff one man. all time, all time favorite ice cream, I think. It's whenever you come down here, I'm going to have to walk you through some, some crazy ice cream flavors.
1: Man, that is such a good way to describe it. Oh yeah. Communal pint.
0: Communal pint. Yeah. Especially in COVID times, you know? (laughs) Yeah. The communal pint. You know that maybe that would be a good segment name for the show later on. In our years to come. The communal, communal pint. pint. Or it could be like a, a um, I like spin-off show. But besides that, I've just been kind of chilling out a little bit this week. Been doing a lot of my physical therapy. Just ramping up. Uh, be able to stand a little bit longer every day. Things like that. And then I've been playing a few video games. Um, similar to last week, I've been just grinding through MLB 21. I'm addicted to it. I've started uh, getting more into playing online matches than I have with any other year. Uh, The servers are quite a bit better now, and, well, I should say I've had good results with the servers. I've seen it being a major issue on social media, people complaining about it. But uh, that's been really fun. I'm still pretty bad at it. My record, I think, is like 11 and 13, so I'm getting a bit better, but... um, that's been a real fun trip. The other game I've been playing, Connor, uh, I've been playing it for a timely reason. I replayed Resident Evil 7 this week.
1: Ooh, did you poop your pants?
0: I, the only reason I didn't is because I knew it was coming this time around.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember watching you play that a few years ago, and I think I left the room at one point because it was so disturbing
0: yeah the the most disturbing part of this game which i guess it it's come out i think four years ago now so here's a little spoiler alert but i'll talk about it um the scariest part of that game is this boss fight um probably a little past the halfway marker of the game where you're you're fighting against the mom and this evil Uh, They're like this infected family in Louisiana, and you're trying to rescue your wife. That's the general plot for the game. But there's something wrong with the whole family that's there. And um, the mom, you chase her down into this other house, and she kind of transforms into this spider thing. And has a um, hive of sorts coming out of a certain area of her body, and it's disgusting looking. Uh, it's pitch dark and she gets bursts through the windows and it's it's terrifying man um but that part still got me uh even playing it through this time it's still very creepy and it's hard that's that section of the game is probably the hardest too which just makes it even more frustrating um would not recommend that part but that game is great super fun i thought i only had like half an hour left the other night when i was playing it was getting pretty late but i was like i'll just grind through the last part and it was definitely at least another two hours and i got to bed really really late but i wanted to finish it you know (laughs) Um, naughty naughty yeah but the reason i played it this week connor is because uh resident evil village is coming out which is fun for me i loved the last one like i just said i really enjoyed it um and i wanted to i was hoping i was going to be able to get the new game at launch and it looks like i'm going to be able to uh thanks for my trade-ins rest in peace all my beloved games that are no longer going to be mine but i'm i'm really excited to play the new one and i'm ready to get spooked again i heard it's a lot less terrifying it's more in uh in the midst of resident evil 4 i don't do you know anything about the series really connor
1: um i know the first i think three or four games are considered to be excellent and then i think it's five and six are considered to be very bad
0: yeah it's they've had a lot of quality issues in the mid middle years of the games five was considered okay and then yeah six was bombed pretty hard but um resident evil four was a huge a huge impact on the entire gaming industry for a few different reasons it was the biggest one being um that it was one of the first popular third person shooters ever uh, with the uh, behind-the-shoulder camera mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, you, you know, you could picture it, like having the character on the left side of the screen. You're kind of aiming over their shoulder, yada, yada, like that that whole thing. That was one of the games that really popularized that. And it also was one of the first big games to mix and balance action and horror uh, together together. Like, it wasn't really a survival horror game. It was more like an action, like, suspense kind of thing. Anyway, the new game is trying to emulate that a lot more than the last few games have. So, there's more action than the last one. It's definitely a bit less spooky, but also still creepy. I saw um, in the previews that uh, there's lichens in it, like werewolves. It's really cool. Nice switch up for the series. Do you have like a favorite Motzer or creepy, creepy thing, Connor? Um,
1: that's really hard to say. I know.
0: Yeah, I kind of put you on the spot there, but.
1: Um, hmm. Jeez, I, I can think of reasons why to like a lot of things, like werewolves or zombies or vampires, which. That alone brings up a lot of questions, like what happens if a zombie's bitten by a werewolf or a werewolf's bitten by a zombie?
0: These are the questions. What what is the first one that comes to your head when I said like monster? Um are we counting mythological creatures or just
1: sure. cuz if we're counting like cryptids, I'd probably have to go with Bigfoot.
0: Okay. Didn't you didn't you just watch a movie that might have been about Bigfoot?
1: <laughs> uh so Hulu recently released a documentary called Sasquatch, which is based off of a reporter in the 90s was doing a story on cannabis growing in the Green Triangle in California. And he overheard two people coming into a cabin one night talking about three people who were supposedly murdered by Bigfoot and the whole documentary is essentially him investigating that and interviewing people trying to piece together what happened at least for the first it's it's a three episode documentary and he goes on a weird tangent where he investigates another murder it's kind of weird
0: hmm. and spoilers abound but did he find bigfoot or did he find sasquatch <laughs> he did not man if 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 anyone out there listens to this and they have bigfoot or sasquatch sightings uh reach out to any of our social media teams i'd love to love to hear about it
1: yeah talk to us about it
0: yes but yeah that's that's what i've been playing this week i'm glad that we got to hear a little bit about sasquatch too in there you want to move on to the main course connor Sure.
1: I heard you have some questions you want to ask me.
0: Yeah, so I heard that you just finished watching season 1 of this uh popular animated TV show, right?
1: Uh yes, I did. Yes. I just got done watching the Amazon Prime Video version of Invincible.
0: All right. So, I have a few rapid fire questions to ask you. Are you ready? I guess I'll have to be. What's it about?
1: So, Invincible is essentially the best and simplest way to describe it would be a teenager whose father is essentially like Superman.
0: So, they're Um, superheroes?
1: Yes. He gets his powers... And he
0: becomes a superhero. Nice. So, I heard I heard a few different things about this show. Is it violent? Very. Hmm. Are there decapitations? I don't remember how many, but there's
1: at least one.
0: Do you have a favorite murder?
1: Oh, gosh. There's so many murders.
0: What's the most violent one you can recall right now? Um... I don't really
1: want to do spoilers, but there is a fight in one of the first two episodes where it's essentially, like, 9v1, and the one just rips everyone to shreds.
0: Nice. Like, literally rips them to the shreds?
1: Yes. Nice. There there are bits and pieces everywhere.
0: <laughs> is this show a little bit weeby? Is it anime-esque i would say no um
1: i think it stays pretty far away from some of the things i think you would consider weeby
0: gotcha uh is omni man sexy
1: i personally say no his voice is, but that's because he's voiced by the wonderful fantastic and incredibly talented jk simmons
0: oh he is a brother of my fraternity it's a fun fact
1: not sure if uh i'd want a mustache ride
0: (laughs) is this a kid's show
1: absolutely not
0: what gives you the right
1: (laughs) well i don't think most parents want their children watching two superhumans rip each other in half
0: that's fair or maybe they do you you gotta know realistically what to expect in that type of situation I think the problem with a lot of superhero movies is they're so tame and nonviolent that you're like, if you saw a superhero in real life and you were a bad guy, you would think, oh, they're just going to, like, punch me a little bit and then arrest me. But no, they'll probably rip your limbs apart. And you need to know that. It'll also <laughs> it will also lower crime rates. If, if, uh, little kids grow up seeing that superheroes like totally, uh, decimate their enemies, then maybe they won't commit as many crimes. That's, that's my theory. So I'm going to ask one more time. Is this a kid's show? No. (laughs) Fair. I'm proud of you for sticking to your guns. Um, all right. Last question. Are you ready? Okay. Well, that was it. I just asked the question. So, now I got one more question as well. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? At least 10. Thank you. And that was rapid fire questions. My first one. Feel free to give us feedback. Who do you like better in the question roll? Who do you like better in the answer roll? Smash that like button. All right. We got uh, a new segment here. We're going to pitch something, aren't we? Yes. So as you've noted uh as many children who play Fortnite have noted as anyone who gets fast food on the regular has noted mcdonald's has been doing something recently where they will collaborate with celebrities to um basically document what their favorite meal is at mcdonald's and they will rebrand that menu item for them for instance travis scott Uh, recently did the travis scott meal i forgot what was in it but it was essentially his own order at mcdonald's became like a special order that you can order as well so and and it would be rebranded that way so what we wanted to do today connor is i want you to bring up this question for yourself right hypothetically if any fast food restaurant reached out to you and was like hey You're the next Travis Scott. You've made it, boy. You had your own concert in Fortnite. How special is that? We want you to tell us what your go-to meal is, and we will make it a rebranded menu item. So, if that was the case, if they came up to you and did that, what would that meal be? What would that item be?
1: Well, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is... I would probably have to go with Taco Bell. And it would probably be a crunch wrap with onions added. Ooh. And do you remember those red crunchies?
0: Yes, bro, the red strips. Yeah,
1: which, I think they got rid of those.
0: They did. I think they might be coming back at some point this year. But yeah, they got rid of them for now.
1: Bring it back, Taco Bell. Bring it back specifically for this item.
0: You know, Taco Bell had really hit dark times too this past year. Because before that, you could get them added to any menu item for free. And it was a fun little secret that not a lot of people knew.
1: Yeah, but I definitely would add the red strips to that.
0: Any, any drink with the order?
1: Definitely a Baja Blast or a Baja Blast Freeze.
0: Nice. All right. Um, I think I would... I don't want to copy you, Connor. I'm not going with Taco Bell. I'll switch it up. My fast food uh, special item or meal would actually be from McDonald's. And it is... I, I'm happy to announce this. I think it would be the most boring... variation of any of these meals and i think i would want to play it play into that you know like morgan's boring meal and uh connor your mic is acting up uh yeah just um play around with it and i'll i'll lead us back in But yeah, I think my menu item would be the most boring thing ever. And I would absolutely play into that. It would be at McDonald's, two plain McChickens with just the bread and the chicken patty. uh, A large order of fries and a large McDonald's special Coke. And that's it. Doesn't get much more plain than that. I love plain McChickens. They are my go-to. I don't know why. I don't love mayo, so that was never a huge thing for me with McChickens. And I don't really like McDonald's lettuce very much either. So I just get the patty and the bread, man. It's good. It's only a dollar. so good. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: I'm thinking what you could do is you could change that to a McDouble. And then also order a McChicken and stick the McChicken in between the McDouble.
0: But then it's an interesting meal.
1: I mean, I'm just talking about the uh, infamous sandwich whose name I think I can't say.
0: Yes. Yes, I, I see where you're going there. And you know what? I'm I'm a little mad at myself, to be honest. And next time I go, I'm going to have to try this. Connor, I get the most boring meal at McDonald's, right? i think it's safe to say seems like it yeah why have i never made those two mcchickens into a single sandwich what is wrong with me
1: do you want to leave it as bite-sized chunks and uh unhinge my jaw and eat it like a snake
0: well when you think about it connor because they're plain they're really thin So it would be like a normal sized sandwich. Oh yeah. It's really sad, man. Next time you ever go to McDonald's with me again, you should look at how sad my meal looks. It's a, (laughs) it's really sad, (laughs) but yeah, that, that is what my special meal would be. Um, I don't know what I would call it. Something plain or boring would be in the title, but yeah. Um, I think the biggest takeaway from this, Connor, is that we both got concerts in Fortnite, and how cool would that be?
1: Call it the depression meal.
0: The depression meal?
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, I'm hating I'm,
0: it. I'm melancholy about it. <laughs> that would be the end you of could the song. You make a
1: whole menu, because, you know, they have the happy meal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the melancholy meal?
1: <laughs> the melancholy meal.
0: I like this. I think we really have yeah. something here. All right. Uh, mcdonald's hit us up but yeah so that is what i would pitch now but now that we're talking about fast food i think that we should do some rankings this week yeah um and let's talk about i'm gonna speak for both of us our favorite fast food place right
1: oh it's easily taco bell
0: easily taco bell so let's get let's get to it let's rank our favorite taco bell uh, menu items that are currently on the menu let me just say because this list would look very differently if not. Now, and the only th- other thing that mentioned for this is we're separating it into three different categories. We're ranking the tacos, then we're ranking the burritos, and then finally the most important category of all time. We're ranking the freezes. So Connor, why don't you give me your list? Because I went first last time.
1: All right, sure. How about we do tacos? We both do tacos, we both do burritos, then we both do freezes. Sounds good. All right, so to start off with, my number one taco is the soft taco, specifically because I absolutely love the supreme version. Following that up is the Doritos Locos taco, because it's nice to have that extra bit of cheese on the side of your shell, albeit... I am old enough to remember back when there was multiple flavors available. And finally, the crunch taco at number three, because, well, I don't necessarily hate the crunch taco. It's just out of those three options, it's by far my least favorite.
0: That's fair. That is fair. All right. So for my tacos, my number one, oh, I actually mixed this up. My number one is the crunch taco. (laughs) interesting yes i just oh no wait no i really got this wrong i apologize let me let me backtrack a little bit here oh connor i'm looking at your list yeah you're looking (laughs) at mine (laughs) i was like what did i do wrong here uh (laughs) oh um i think there is one other taco thing that uh, you didn't put on your list because it's not a traditional taco but it is on the list of tacos uh, uh-huh. so I'll, 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 go through mine and then just tell me where you would put it on your list. Okay. All right. So my number one is the cheesy gordita crunch. I absolutely love that monstrosity. Uh, my number two is the nacho cheese Doritos Locos taco. It's a classic. Now in the days, well, you could probably still do it if you're going through the drive through, but you can't do it in the app anymore you could sub out the taco in the cheesy gordita crunch for the nacho cheese taco. And let me tell you, man, that is the right move. So my number three is the crunchy taco. And then finally my number four is the soft taco. Now it's only like that the the final two would actually change for me if we were doing the dollar menu items. Because I love the uh, spicy soft potato taco. No, I, I said that wrong. The spicy potato soft taco. There you go. Uh, I love that. But the traditional soft tacos, I, I like the crunchy a little bit more. But So where would you put the cheesy gordita crunch on your list? That's hard to say. I completely forgot about that. It's so good, I, man.
1: I <laughs> think I would put it under, I think I would put it at number three in between the doritos locos taco and the crunchy taco
0: okay that's fair um,
1: but i have to ask have you ever had a supreme soft taco
0: i have man i i don't like tomatoes very much so the supreme just mm. it, it's not my thing i should have clarified that yeah i prefer the basic i'm just a basic person when the it comes supreme to some taco, food though, stuff man. yeah oh. i'm sorry i'm sorry put a packet of diablo sauce on that and mm. there you go there you go we should have done a sauce ranking Mm. maybe i'll i'll have to next time i go to taco bell i'll have to pick up one of everything and try it and take some notes
1: see i'm funny because i love the burn of diablo diablo in my opinion has the perfect amount of spice but i think fire tastes the best so normally what i do at least back before covid happened when you know you couldn't go in the store is when i went to the store i would grab um i would grab a handful of diablo and one or two fire and i would mix the. i would mix them together
0: that sounds really good
1: yeah it in my opinion you get the best of both worlds because you get the flavor of fire and you get the burn of diablo
0: nice all right do you want to go on to your burrito ranking next Sure.
1: So, I got very confused for a second, but then I realized I was staring at yours. So,
0: we just keep doing that, man. <laughs> I know.
1: My number 1 is and I'm guessing most people would have guessed this is the Crunchwrap Supreme. I love me my Crunchwrap Supreme and I'm about to sneeze, I think. Never mind. So, I definitely very, very much love the crunch wrap. Normally I'll add onions and red sauce. And yeah, it's a good time. My number two, I have to go with the beefy five-layer burrito. The addendum to that though is I normally swap the ground beef out for steak. I personally think that makes it a hundred times better of a burrito. But... I don't think it matches the crunch wrap. my number three is the Quesarito solid choice I just don't think it quite matches the beefy five layer burrito or crunch wrap then the Burrito Supreme and finally the Bean Burrito
0: alright I think our lists are fairly similar with one big change Connor my number one is the quesarito. And I will agree with your caveat. I put steak in there and said, and you got a top tier item of all time.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just, I think the beefy five burrito complements the steak just slightly more than the quesarito.
0: That's fair. And you know, I, well, it'll reflect in my list. So I got that. I got the quesarito number one. Then the Wrap Supreme is number two for me. It is still top tier. And shout out, I want to shout out one of my littles, Dylan. This is his number one Taco Bell menu item ever. He will get this pretty much every single time. I don't know if that's still true. I think it is. And uh, a bonus, bonus points for the Crunchwrap. uh, The breakfast variation is probably the best Taco Bell menu item. Oh, it's It's so so good. good. I just recommend
1: you add extra sauce to it.
0: Yeah, it could get a little dry. It's so good though, man. Um, yeah, if anyone has Taco Bell breakfast uh, available near them, I know it sounds weird. It doesn't sound good. Get that Crunchwrap Supreme. It oh, will blow your mind. it's
1: such a good menu item.
0: It's so good. Uh, coming up next is the Beefy Potato Rito. Man, I really like this thing. Um, I'm really glad potatoes are back. Kristen and I were actually... Really, it was funny, before potatoes were gone, she would essentially make this, because this wasn't a menu, this hadn't been a menu item for too long. Uh, She would essentially make this, like, as a custom order. So now that it's there, it's it's pretty good, man. Coming up next, I do the beefy five-layer burrito. I just haven't had it enough. Like, I don't think it's bad. It's just never been one of my go-tos, but I'm definitely open to trying it a bit more now. Then finally, uh, last place for both of us is the bean burrito. I'm just not in love with the beans at Taco Bell, like either uh, version of them. So it definitely is at the bottom of my list.
1: Yeah, I made the mistake of adding beans to something a few weeks ago. It doesn't have enough flavor.
0: Yeah, the only thing I'll really get them in and be fine with is the nachos. And I'll I'll ask for light. Like, I, I don't get a lot of beans, but just to add a little bit more texture, switch it up a little bit. But, all right, Connor, the most important section of this ranking, the freezes. Do you want to go first?
1: Uh, sure. So, the very first thing I'm going to start off with for freezes is this one's actually a limited time item. And that is the wild strawberry freeze. Lemonade one, sorry. The lemonade, I think, adds just Something to the Wild Strawberry, it, it just, have you had it?
0: Yes, I've had it. I, I'm not going to comment until my section, but I have had it.
1: Yeah, I, I just thought that the Wild Strawberry complements the Lemonade perfectly, and I just thought it was fantastic. So that's my number one. My number two is the Wild Strawberry, because I am a sucker for Wild Strawberry anything, um, Probably my favorite Jolly Rancher is the wild strawberry variety you can get in the sour Jolly Rancher bag. I absolutely love that. Sometimes when I'm in the woods, I find wild strawberries and I just immediately scarf those down. Because wild strawberries are just so good. They're tiny and you barely get anything for eating them. But, oh, they're so good. And then, number three is the Baja Blast freeze I love the Baja blast freeze it is such a good staple on the menu easy go-to item I mean Baja blast is one of the things that makes me love Taco Bell because it is such a good version of Mountain Dew I personally think it's better than pretty much every other Mountain Dew flavor I'm so upset they don't sell it in the stores anymore well they do occasionally but to be honest it's awesome because it gets me to go into Taco Bell I especially remember the birthday cake version of the Baja Blast freeze. And while all that really was was adding sprinkles, I thought that added texture was really nice. And finally, the blue raspberry freeze, which I put at the bottom because there's no such thing as a blue raspberry. And I would have respected them 100 times more if they just did a normal raspberry freeze.
0: All right. Is that... Is that your full reasoning?
1: (laughs) That's my full reasoning. Yes.
0: Ah, all right. I can respect that. So, my freezes, Connor. I'm a bit shocked, but I I really like your reasoning. So I'm not gonna judge it. I I think you are passionate, and you had some good explanations. But my number one, Connor, is the Baja Blast freeze. I. There's just something about it for me, man. It's iconic. Like you were describing, uh, it is a reason to go into Taco Bell. And it is a reason to want to stay <laughs> and get more. <laughs> so good. Um, my number two, the rest of my list goes exactly with yours. I mean, we just switched up the one thing. I love the Wild Strawberry Lemonade Freeze. I would, au- I would actually say this is the only other freeze that, I will order Um more than occasionally. Like it rivals the Baja Blast for me from time to time. It depends on what mood I'm in, which one I get. But I do really like the wild strawberry lemonade freeze. I like the uh the lemonade like bursts in it. And when you mix it right, man, it's so good just having both of those flavors in there. They actually used to have a very Similar drink at McDonald's for a few years, or at least a summer. I don't I don't know what it was called. It was it was a wild strawberry one, but man, it that was really good as well. So just going back to that, uh, just brings back some good memories. So that's why that's in my number two spot. Then the wild uh wild strawberry is in the number three. Uh, I think that that lemonade in the other one just adds a little bit more oomph to it that i want i do like wild strawberry flavor but it's never my go-to like in general for flavors so i still really like it it's just if the other two are on the menu those are the only other two that are that i'm gonna be ordering and then finally i have the blue raspberry freeze on the bottom and not for your reasoning though, connor (laughs) uh listen man i actually i don't hate the flavor in general I just think if if you're ever going to try to experience a blue raspberry flavor, like, you know what, the generic syrupy flavor, just get a, go to 7-Eleven, man. Like, <laughs> there's no reason you should be getting something different. So that's why it's at the bottom. I'll never order. I ordered it once at Taco Bell and was like, oh man, there's so many better versions of this. So never, never again. But that's my rankings. But yeah, besides for a few stable differences, I feel like we were really on the same page for that ranking, Connor.
1: Yeah, hopefully we don't have people in the comments roasting us for all of our life choices and for ruining Taco Bell.
0: Yeah, or even just being like, hey guys, why do you talk about fast food so much? It's not good. It's not good for you. and to that we say, yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you know, you're right, but whatever. It's fun. Yeah. It's but, not as exciting I mean, to rank your favorite salads. so.
1: I like Tex-Mex. Yeah. I like authentic Mexican. I like Calamex.
0: Yeah. I mean, sometimes I just want Taco Bell. Yeah. Taco Bell is its own breed. You know, I put Taco Bell in the same category as, like, Domino's. As in, well, well not, not price-wise. Taco Bell is still a lot cheaper, I think, at this point. But... And in the the category where you're not getting the type of food that you think is being marketed to you, one, Taco Bell never claims to be Mexican food. They've never once done that in their lives. So when people say that stuff, I'm like, no, 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 no. They don't do that because they know that's wrong and bad. So they've never claimed they're trying to be a, a Mexican food. But the point point being, when when people go in there for the first time, that is what they're expecting, right? Like some type of meh Mexican food, like really cheap. Um So I I put them and Domino's on the same tier where you're not getting when you go to Domino's, you don't go there I don't ever go to Domino's when I'm craving pizza. Because it's it's not the same type of food. I mean, it is technically a pizza, but It's not what I think of when I think of pizza. I go to Domino's when I'm craving Domino's. It's a different flavor profile. It's everything about it is like different. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it is different than like a stereotypical pizza. And that's what I, when I go to Taco Bell, I'm not thinking of Mexican or any, um, Latin American or Hispanic type of food. I'm just thinking, I want Taco Bell. <laughs> and when you break it down like that, you can be happy.
1: Yeah. And I think one of those things that makes those experiences special is customizability. When a- Absolutely. Yeah. Like I can go on the Domino's website and I can fine tune a pizza to exactly what I want. The perfect amount of sauce, the perfect amount of cheese. I can replace sauces. I can visually see everything that's an option. When I go to a pizzeria, you normally just say, I want a cheese pizza. And that's it.
0: Yeah, either that or they have very specific weird pizzas you can order already. Like, you can't alter them. They're just there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not going to call Sal's and ask them to... I don't know switch the you know switch the crust for something else like um because you know taco or taco bell <laughs> domino's has what four different options for the crust at least they have yeah they have different options for sauce
0: yeah it's just a whole different experience and i i feel yeah. the same way with taco bell you know and that's why i'm happy they exist <laughs> um Let's let's move on from our rankings, Connor. You wanna wanna get to the desserts here? Sure. Do you have a news story for me today?
1: I do. I do have a news story for you.
0: Enlighten me, good sir.
1: So my news story is called "Woman's Home Trashed by Flock of Giant California Condors." Oh man. Yep. So a woman in Tehachapi, had her home recently trashed by nearly 20 condors, who ruined her spa cover, decorative flags, lawn ornaments, and left large amounts of bird feces all over the place.
0: Sounds like a wild night. Yeah.
1: And for reasons unknown, 15 to 20 of these giant endangered birds have taken a liking to this specific house and have just absolutely trashed it. And the family and the woman is obviously frustrated, but you have to keep in mind that this is an endangered species.
0: This whole situation is ridiculous.
1: So... You know, obviously she's limited in what she can do to get rid of them. So the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services went on Twitter and pretty much pointed out that, well, your house is in historic condor habitat. So, you know, you really can't do anything. So really all you can do is haze them by shouting and clapping at them. (laughs) <laughs> and that's the end of the story
0: oh wow did did they eventually leave from what i can
1: tell they're still there because this new story was published yesterday
0: oh wow um good luck to her i i, I either hope they leave soon or they become best friends and the hazing stops <laughs> hawks don't haze everybody leave those condors in peace uh all right well i got another i got a weird one for you connor um all right and before i get into it i, I was reading this article and i just wanted to, they have a, another article that's linked in it and i just wanted to read the title of that to you because it's great uh impatient pet cow moves loudly at farmer's window every day for morning hug isn't that sweet pet cow yep but it's also a farmer's window. So I'm like, is it really a pet then? Is this cow not being used for anything? Are they just hanging out? I don't know. It's weird phrasing. But let's get into this real article here. Michigan man builds poop wall after a dispute with neighbor. Report. So I'm sorry? Yep. Yep. You heard that right. There's a poop wall. So um, in the Lottie Township, it, a civil township situated inside Washtenaw County, Michigan. A man has reportedly retaliated against a neighbor with cow dung. So this man, Wayne Lambarth, uh, the neighbor who claims a 250 foot wall of manure was erected following a property line dispute he had with a fellow farmer owner last year. The the divider separates the two properties in that township. Aside from the physical divider, Lambirth and his tenants said that manure wall comes with a powerful stench. You know, I, I I like that that part was added because, I don't know, it's so obvious. It's like, it, wouldn't it be scary if it didn't have a terrible powerful stench
1: uh well you know i grew up where i grew up cow dung isn't normally considered a bad
0: stench hmm. do you think 250 pound of uh, feet of it would be though you know that's a good question
1: because i mean i've driven behind trucks that were hauling it before
0: mm-hmm.
1: which obviously that's probably at least triple what is inside one of those trucks that i've you know followed behind yeah um that that's a lot of wow that's a lot of dung
0: it's pretty impressive there's a picture of it too in the article and it's less impressive looking but it's still pretty gross um and so the farmer who asked to be remain asked to remain anonymous commented on the allegations And denied that the organic structure is a quote-unquote poop wall he said it's a compost fence (laughs) oh (laughs) i mean technically i'm sure it is a compost fence but that is very convenient phrasing i feel like for what he actually did because it's very clearly um a poop wall And anyone who, that farmer just wants to not get in trouble.
1: Let's see if I can find this picture.
0: Especially because, actually, if he wants to argue about it. uh, They did cite that under the Environmental Protection Agency, manure is not listed as an ideal uh, compostable material. But knowledgeable agricultural experts say it's an all right thing to do. It's just not the ideal thing. So, I think, like I said, I think this is a convenient out for him. It, it's pretty great, though. I think that this beef is great. I want to know where this goes, and I want to know how it started hey, as well. Beef. Yeah, right? Yeah, beef. Lots of beef made that.
1: So, I just pulled up the picture, and it looks... I, I'm actually a little disappointed. Right? Because I was kinda of hoping that it would be, you know, three or four feet tall. It would have looks like it was, you know, intricately carved Yeah no. By hand. And you know, it actually looks like a normal brick wall but it's brown. <laughs> yeah.
0: I wonder how long that took to make.
1: Um well obviously it took less time than what I was envisioning.
0: Yeah. That's true, but still seems like it could be quite a bit. Um and also, so the reports say that officials from the area have said nothing can be done since the wall technically sits on his private pro- property of the this uh, land dispute. So it's just there. and it's just gonna stay there.
1: That man is petty.
0: Yeah, it's especially tough, too, because the family that, I, I, I guess, fell victim to this uh, has lived in the area for more than a century. So they're clearly, um, I don't know, they've been there, so I feel like they have some type of argument for it. And some of the comments on this article are hilarious because it's all the farmers in the world commenting, being like, oh, yeah, I had land disputes with my neighbors. and It's really funny. All of this. It's very, very funny. But
1: I had a dispute with my neighbor in Georgia about the separating property line location. I hired a surveyor the appropriate way to end the dispute. The neighbor chased the surveyor away with a golf club. The surveyor called the sheriff to guard them during his work. That same neighbor disputed the survey results, so hired another surveyor to to challenge it. The second surveyor confirmed the results of my surveyor. After that, this neighbor would not speak to me. I eventually moved away for other reasons than being away from this unfriendly neighbor.
0: Thank you for your reading. Anyway, that's our new section for today, Connor. I have any last words to say before we wrap up?
1: I like his style. Glad I don't live next to him, but I like his style.
0: <laughs> um, oh, here's a here's my last comment for the day. Stacy says she can beat that right after her morning coffee. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with that, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Home Cooked Small Talk. We'll be back next week. Ciao.
1: Dasvidanya.